Hello everyone, I'm Addison Price. On this podcast, I'm going to be sitting down with Scott Brady to discuss some LinkedIn tips, tricks, and how-tos. Join me and a variety of guests on your walk to class or for a quick break in your day. This is The Buzz on Business. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you for sitting down and talking with me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm uh, looking forward to it and uh, anything for the folks, you know, go. Yes, absolutely. You graduated from OSU in 1986. I did a little research. Isn't that correct? That, yeah, a million years ago. Yes, <laughs> it's not correct. a million years ago. <laughs> I'm sure campus has changed probably a little. There's so much development going on, but it always is the same. I feel like it's the whole tried and true. It's always the yeah. same. Yeah, I was a beta at Oklahoma State. And uh, so we've gone through a lot of change on at the beta house as well. It's the one that I attended. Uh, we tore it down and built a brand new one. So it's, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of change. It's really neat to see all the development that's happening. Um, today, I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about some tips that we can give students on their social media presence, how they can represent themselves and give a true dynamic of who they are via LinkedIn. I know that students are starting to think about internships, getting those job opportunities. And so I'm really excited to have you kind of help us with the way we shape the future of um, social media in the process of being sought after and um, recruited for work. So what would be some of the most important aspects that you would say to focus and really put out onto social media to best represent yourself? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to speak mainly about LinkedIn. You know, most business businesses are are going to go to LinkedIn. They're only going to go to your Facebook and other uh, other social media once the application started. They're probably not going to go in that during the during the interview process. But you know what I would say on LinkedIn, I, I use LinkedIn every day. I have for years. Uh, I have the Sales Navigator account and uh, I, I've, I've used it for years. I, it's never been a business expense. It's been a personal expense and it's just helped me move, move along in my career and I'm in sales. So the more people I meet, the more I can sell. So that's kind of the what I do. But as far as grads, um, I, you, you've got to have a, I, I would spend a lot of time on your profile on LinkedIn. I would highlight the things that uh, you that you've accomplished in college. Now, once you get your first job, all of that stuff doesn't matter anymore. You're going to want to start highlighting your skills. What are your skills that you can do? You're going to want to do that now as well. But put your awards and all that kind of thing on on there as well. But once you get the job, you want to take all that off. No one cares about that. You know, now you're in the workplace. You know, they're going to want to be what what skills do you have? And so but I, I would spend a lot of time on, on LinkedIn and and really make your profile pop. Uh, always have your picture, um, have your make sure you have your contact information on there. Uh, just, uh, you know, have an email address. If you don't want to use your personal email address, set one up, just set up a Gmail or whatever, a free one. And that's going to be your job board one that's public on LinkedIn. And because you want to make it easier there, you know, a lot of companies that they run across you, they're going to message you, but give them an email address too. So that it just give them, just take down all the barriers, you know, right. Let's get, let's see if we can't get them, uh, you know, to talk with you as quick as possible. 
for me, something that I really struggle with and knowing what to, what information to put in my profile is the about section. And can you give us a little bit of insight of how that should be worded? I have really questioned whether or not it should be in first person or third person or what accolades you should put there. I struggle a lot with knowing what to put in that field. Yeah. Okay. Great question on first person, third person, because here's the, here's the problem. Most people use both. So I don't think it really matters if you do first or third, just be consistent, right? Just be consistent on that one. That that's one. Two, it it depends on your field. You know, if you're in marketing, you know, you're going to have some different aspects than if you're an engineer. So you're just going to want, if there's engineering awards or, or accolades that you got, you're, you're going to want to put those in marketing. You're going to put some of your experiences. Maybe, maybe you helped market uh, your sorority house or your fraternity house or your dorm or a group. Uh, You know, you want to put things like that in there. Uh, The other mistake I see too is high school is over. I I don't want to see anything about high school, right? That's that was four years ago uh, or three years ago or five years ago, what, you know, depending but yeah, just, I, you know, high school's done. So let, let's make sure we don't put anything in, in high school. I, I, sometimes I'll see guys put, you know, three, three um, all-state athlete, you know, three sport all-state athlete, you know, and it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to know that, right? You know, that was when you get into college. Let's, let's keep it all on college. Right. We had students submit a few questions for you just based on LinkedIn and the questions that they have. And one of the most frequent questions was what to post on LinkedIn. And I think Mm -hmm. it's really tough because my generation, we use Facebook and Instagram as all of the fun highlight reel updates. But those highlight reel updates on other social media platforms are not always business related. Good call on that. I don't I don't want to see you're at the lake Saturday afternoon. You know that we we don't need that on LinkedIn, right? We but but what I would like to see is if you attended a webinar on what, a topic that is pertaining to your major. Let me see that, you know, because that's going to tell me that you're a self learner, right? And that and that's what employers want. They they want a self learner that they're going to go out there and find things that are interesting. So post different things. If you attended a lecture outside of your classes. You know, I know Oklahoma State always has cool people that come on campus to, to. So if you attend that, you know, let's post that. Those are those are types of things to post on LinkedIn, not the the uh, highlight reel like you were talking about. Is there a difference between what would be better as far as if you just post a little brief caption of this is what I attended today and it was really fascinating? Or is it better to post a photo of you at that event? Is there a difference in that or is it all kind of even? You know, the photo is fine. Um, you know, some that's just a personal preference on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that employers are going to really, they're not going to have a bit, you know, a big opinion on that necessarily. Um, I think that's fine. I always like to po- put the link to that event if you can, because if, if they're like, okay, I wonder what that was all about the employer then can click on that link and go and look at that event as well. So, oh, wow, this was really in depth. Okay. This is, this was cool. So yeah. So that, those, those are the type of things I would post. 
That's a really great tip with the putting the link to the event. I like that a lot. Um, I feel like something else that can be really beneficial. And as you apply to different companies, you start to hear about having references and these people that can kind of um, be a testament to who you are, what you've done, all of this stuff. So how big are the referral piece of, or the references repeat uh, piece of LinkedIn for? Okay. I have a definite opinion on references because here's my opinion on references. If you gave me three references and I call any of them about you, they're all going to talk. They should all talk glowingly, right? So right. you do references. It, you've got to do people that you don't necessarily know personally. But I would rather have a, a reference from an employer that you maybe you do work part time in a summer job somewhere. I worked at the YMCA when I was in college at Oklahoma State. And and uh, so I could have, you know, I would have put that guy I reported to at the at the YMCA or something. That's who I would put in there. I wouldn't put family, friends, long term friends, because too many people get caught up in their title. I, I don't think that's as important as. A, a an impartial person that uh, that you either worked with that you did some sort of work with that that's who I would put in those right somebody that can actually attest to the work that you're going to provide and not just right. hey she has a right. great personality great personality she was a she babysitted our kids <laughs> that's not what we want in that situation right if that's only one then that's fine I mean then that's one right I mean don't don't feel pressure that now when you fill out an application, a lot of times they ask for three or whatever the number is, and you're gonna have to put them there. But, you know, I just try to keep it to where it's work related. Right. I feel like LinkedIn too, it's nice because you're developing the resume that you're producing. There's no strict guidelines of you have to have these things. So if right. it is just one person and you've had one internship that you've done, it's okay right. to only have one reference. Right. You don't need multiple. Yeah. And, and the other thing on LinkedIn too is personally, uh, I've concentrated more on my connections, but when I first got started, I had, I had a lot on there and you don't want to leave them on there forever either. You know, you, if they get quite old, I mean, it's not going to be, uh, it's going to be a few years before that runs out for you guys. But, you know, once they get a little bit older, I would probably, re, you know, get some new ones and get the older ones off. I'm glad that you brought up the connection piece because that's something that is so unique to LinkedIn is that it's kind of a big networking opportunity, not in the sense of just a follow and a follow back on Instagram, but right. how would you kind of yeah. go about filtering the connections that you do make? We had a student yeah. that asked us a question and said, should I connect with someone on LinkedIn? I don't know, but they work in the field that I want to. Yes. Okay. So there's a couple of things here. I, unless you're trying to go in international type of work, I wouldn't connect with anybody internationally, even if they're in your field. And, and yes, you can connect with people that you don't know um, in, in your field, but don't just connect to everybody. I made that mistake. I connected to everybody. And then I look at my net. The, the problem is the AI behind LinkedIn, it feeds me information based on my connections be a little more selective, you know, think quality over quantity. Yeah. I'm glad too, that you brought up the quality over quantity. Cause I was going to ask you about that of how important it is that you have multiple connections or is a strong 50 to a hundred or 25 to 50 better than having just thousands. Yeah. If you're, if you have the right 25 to 50, it's way better than that. And then if you have a thousand, I get this asked to me almost weekly. 
hey, I see you're connected to Addie. Do you know her? You know, and about half the time, I don't. I don't know the people, maybe even a little more than that. Because uh, I, I think I'm at about a little over 6,000 connections. But again, I made the mistake early. I, anybody, I said, oh my gosh, they want to connect with me? Sure. You know, and, and you, just, you just don't want to do that. You want the quality. Right. I feel like right now too, um, and I would love your advice on this, because being a student in college and as we slowly get our LinkedIn uh, profile set up, we are encouraged to make connections and to be able to reach out to people that you met at a career fair or all these different things. But I think so often students will start to connect with their friends as if we would on normal social media sites. And so would you suggest, based on kind of what you've said, would you suggest refraining from making connections with just some of your best friends outside of your same degree field or same um, work field that you're wanting to go into? Let me give you an example. If you had 100 connections, I wouldn't want 85 of them to be friends that you had at your sorority house or at the, at the dorm or whatever. I, I, you know, you don't want to do that. So be selective. Uh, and, and as your connections grow, then you can do that. But career fairs, people you meet at companies at career fairs, absolutely. I would make a list of those every time you go to one. And as soon as you get back to your room or dorm or wherever apartment, I would reach out to every one of those. Those are the people you're going to want to start connecting with, uh, especially if it's a, it's if it, it if it's a specific industry that you're interested in, job fair, absolutely. Do you feel like using the LinkedIn recruiter aspect? Do you feel like that's really helpful? I know that right now, like I said, I'll graduate in December. So I have it on the open to work setting and I have a few different settings um, set up for myself. Do you feel like that is helpful and worth doing via LinkedIn? Open to work or mm -hmm. to open to network setting? Absolutely. Yeah, that's fairly new and uh, I like it. I like that a lot. Do you feel like there's one really common LinkedIn fail or don't that you see commonly, especially among people in my generation, that when you see it, it's kind of a, oh no, why did, why did you do this? Or why is this set up this way? Or I wish you wouldn't have, and not necessarily make or break, but just something that is a little bit more cringy, if you will. Sure. Yeah. And I see a lot of those, by the way. Well, we talked about one is not you know, posting your whole life onto LinkedIn, you know, if you're at the lake or wherever that I, I do see that a bit. Uh, if, if you're going to, if you're at an event and you're taking your picture to post on there that you were at that event, just make sure you're dressed business appropriate. Mm -hmm. That that's probably the number one thing I see. Make sure you're dressed business appropriate um, on that. I, I do see that a lot. And that's kind of a, that's kind of a problem. So let's say that there's a student that's listening to this podcast right now and takes right. nothing else away except oh. for what you're about to say. What would be the biggest takeaway that you would say, please just do this, if nothing else? Okay. Can I can I have two? Yes, absolutely. I, okay. All right. So the first one is on when you go through your LinkedIn profile, I don't just throw it together and don't just copy your Instagram profile over to LinkedIn, because I do see that, you know, let's, as we talked about, let's keep it, keep it very professional, very business oriented, very focused to your, whatever industry you're trying to get into. That's one. Two, I, I would set up a, and this is a little, a little bit off topic with LinkedIn, but in LinkedIn, 
you can do this as well. Go search out companies that you're interested in, in working for and follow them. Okay. You know, you can okay. click to follow companies mm-hmm. and it might be an organization. It might be individuals that are uh, big in your industry too. go and follow them. Uh, that is the number one way you're going to get in information about your industry. Go into Google alerts and put in some keywords about your industry. And then when things come up, you'll get an email. I've got probably, I think I've got 27 lines in my Google alerts right now. And I get it weekly. I don't get it every day. I just get a once a week email that's got all of the, the, on that. But keep up on your industry. Because when you're in an interview, it's not just about you. Yeah, that's a really, really good tip. I'm gonna get on top of that one right after this interview. I have not set that up and I think that's really great. Um, With us being within an information overload type of world, how do you stay on top of your industry and how do you kind of sift through all the information that's thrown at you? Yeah, so at FPOB, we have a process that we call, that we trademark called Rivers of Information. And it's a whole process of using different apps to filter the internet, right? It's not information. So the problem in today is it's information overload right? There's so much out there, but the bigger problem is we're not filtering it the way we should. So one way to filter it is Google alerts that we talked about. Mm -hmm. There are a a million apps out there that you can use too. I use Flipboard a ton. The, The other thing too is learn how to search. There are different tips that you can do when you're searching on Google, like using quotation marks on things where it has the two words together, right? So it's only going to bring back those two words together. There's there's a lot of tips. So go to YouTube on how to search on Google. And there's a million videos that'll give you a great tips on how to be more effective in your searches on Google. That's great. Yeah. Um, I know that your company is about to have a um, think tank this next week called yeah. The Rise of the Centaur. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about how that will impact young people coming into the workforce? Yeah, a great question. Great question. Um, this what what a centaur is is a if you think of a power user for an application. So let's say the application. Let's just say it's Office three sixty five with Word, Excel, all that. And a power user is above the rest. There. Every organization usually has a power user for every application that they use. A Centaur is a power user in all of them. They, you know, they have multiple areas where they're power users. That's going to be a requirement of this generation coming out of college now at some point. So when you're when you get get into the workforce, in 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 if there's a couple of applications that are indigenous to your uh, in industry, you're going to want to become power users on that because that is where you're going to be way more marketable than the person next to you. You know, future point of view is our name. We're, we're always looking three to five years out there. And that's what we're talking about in our think tank for organizations to, you know, how are they going to grow them? Where are they going to find them? Because if you can get 20% of your organization as centaurs, power users in multiple things, um, then your organization is going to be way more efficient and then more profitable ultimately. And that's kind of the goal for all organizations. Future Point of View is the company that is doing the think tank. Is there a way that students can 
find some resources on this information that you're talking about or kind of dive a little deeper. We'll have some videos and some information on our website. Go to our YouTube channel. We always have interesting things on our YouTube channel as well. Uh, but our website is fpov.com. So pretty easy, future point of view. Um, so pretty easy to get to. And uh, we'll have some interesting things, uh, findings on that. Thank you so, so much for taking the time and talking with me today. I can honestly say that this is an episode I will listen to over and over and over again because <laughs> well, you've so. given us just a wealth of knowledge to go off of. And there's a lot of changes I'm going to go in and make to my LinkedIn profile and start setting up my standards for um, the future and what I have coming. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time and talking with me today. Sure. No problem. Thank you for having me. Now for today in history. On November 9th, 1960, Senator John F. Kennedy wins the presidential election against Richard Nixon. Kennedy won with 17% more of the popular vote and 303 electoral college votes. His campaign stressed the importance of space exploration and to beat the Soviet Union in the space race. In 1967, the first issue of Rolling Stone magazine was published. It was founded in San Francisco with $7,500 by Jan Winner and Ralph Gleason. The magazine intended to be a meter of artistic taste and political sensibilities of the student generation. The front cover featured John Lennon. In 1989, the Berlin Wall comes down, allowing civilians of West and East Berlin to safely come together again. That day, over 2 million people from East Berlin reunited with loved ones in West Berlin. The Berlin Wall divided the capital of Germany for 10,316 days beginning in 1961. And that's all for Today in History.